What is up, everyone? On our play for this week, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom breaks Nintendo's record. Is GTA 6 coming out next year? Hmm? Mortal Kombat 1 DLC characters leaked. Are your old favorites coming to Mortal Kombat 1 to fight for the very first time as a sequel? Then we give our first week impressions of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom and PS5's free-ish exclusive humanity. All this and more on Season 7, Episode 20 on Press X to Start. Gamers Digest. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Bad Choices, a.k.a. I can hear myself in my ear and it's kind of throwing me off. I am joined by... Sean M.F. Ross. What does the M.F. stand for? Did you know... That, that thing you're experiencing right now is a tactic they use to mess with protesters. Really? Yeah. The police or the authorities have like a device that will like play back their voice like a few milliseconds after you say something. And it really like is disorienting to people oh. when they're trying to protest and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if all like the podcasters are just like nothing new to me. Continue the protest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to myself anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> last up but not least up. Hey everyone, it's me, Avery. Bada bing, bada boom. Nailed it. Consistent, as always. Uh, now you know who we are. Press X to start Gamers Digest is a video podcast that condensed the most important gaming news from this past week into an hour-long meal just for you. We hope you're hungry. We are live on YouTube every Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is right now. Actually, it's 305. Doesn't matter. It's right now on YouTube. 305 till I die. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, no, you're fine. No need to apologize. Don't forget, though, you can support us by liking the video. You hear that, Sean? You can support us by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and the notification bell. Yeah, asking a lot there, fella. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm already doing what I'm doing, you know? Uh, if you are listening, we greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast service you are tuned in on. If you want to join our conversation, you can join by joining our Discord at pressxnumber2start.com slash Discord. The link for the Discord will be in the video. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. And from now on going forward, you can't say that you don't know what the link is because it's right there. You just click on it. And you might have to, you might have to like control C on that. Anyways, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, no. No, YouTube does hyperlink. Avery's disappointed in you. I'm just <laughs> disappointed in that we've had this Discord for how long? We've made it open for how long? And it took me leaving and then coming back into the Discord to realize, huh, the only place to find our Discord is the website, which we don't even tell people to go to. You have a point. You have a point. It's very exclusive. <laughs> right? You can only get in if you can find us. Not even we know. All right. Uh, before we jump into the big things that happened this week, we have a couple announcements to make. Check out our Overwatch 2 conversation with Marcus and Avery as they talk about the current state of Overwatch and the future of it. Now that a big thing has happened and the PVE is no longer going to happen. Uh, the other thing that's going to happen in the future, our future state, is we're doing a live reaction of PlayStation Showcase on Wednesday, 4 p.m. Again, Eastern Standard Time, because that's where we live at. So check it out. We're going to be there. We're going to be talking about it. We're going to be watching. We're going to be hopefully awestruck. We're going to be impressed, hopefully. And hopefully we all have a good time. Even if we don't, we'll still have a good time. So make sure you're there to have a good time with us. Have your tissues ready. 
oh, oh, it's gonna be a uh, gonna be waterworks. Hopefully, yeah, water. <laughs> <laughs> that took me longer than it should to get. Anyways, <laughs> with that being said, let us jump into the gaming news. Avery, now what's this about? Uh, number one. Oh yeah, so this is major breaking news. Uh, this is a story from VGC, uh, as written by Tom Ivan. Uh, Xbox have cured cancer. Ha! Uh, the title has been deleted, but uh, the body of the uh, statement is that uh, the Microsoft Corporation has used their technological know-how and their vast uh, wealth of, you know, money to actually cure cancer. Now, the funny thing about this, this is from a little addendum from Jason Schreier, that the cure was actually on Phil Spencer's shelf the entire time. He's just been sitting on it for so long. So like- That's some bitch. I guess the W that they they cured cancer, <laughs> but like, Phil, why did it take so long to get the cure to people's hands? That's because that's, <laughs> they're spending all their money on that ABK acquisition. Heads <laughs> up. This is a fake story. Uh, this is just a general response to a little bit of criticism I've been getting from my from my Xbox takes as of late, and I will just double down on it and like, <laughs> hey man, Xbox, if you want me to be a fan of your console and not think you've been doing dog shit for the last ten years, uh, step up and stop trying to spend money to solve problems and just make a fleet of really good games. A lot of people don't know that I was an Xbox gamer. Same for the beginning of the entire PS3 generation. And I just decided, you know what? I hate this controller. I don't like this UI. And you can't keep releasing the same three games and then have me be excited for your content going forward. You will play Halo 21 and you will like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but our actual first story, we're going to shut in the DJ because I have no idea. All right. The first story, well, number two, but one, is that Zelda Tears of the Kingdom breaks Nintendo's records with $10 million in sales in three days. This is insane, but not really insane because of how well Breath of the Wild sold. So there was kind of an expectation to this, but then there was also just a cautiousness to, all right, well, you know, the first Breath of the Wild was really good. Everyone loved it. Let's not assume that Tears of the Kingdom is going to be like amazing as well, but to see that it's hitting $10 million in sales in three days is insane. Um, in terms of like the stats for this to compare to other games that were sold this year, Hogwarts Legacy was the biggest selling game so far. And according to figures from market research from GFK, this title, as in Tears of the Kingdom, has sold 54% higher. So this is on track with being like... That's so, bonkers considering that this is only on the Switch. Bro, like... We're, we're going to, I have impressions for uh, Tears of the Kingdom, so I'm going to be talking about that later on. But like, to see that it's selling so well, and mm -hmm. then there's just, like, from, from what I've played so far, I have no crashes, which I can't say the same for Star Wars. And like, everyone, like, all the fanfare about this is just like the different things you can build. Like, it's just completely swept social media. They did it again, man. They did it again. And then this game, for it running on the Switch and what it's doing, not really having any real hiccups other than like the performance stuttering here and there. It's just, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing how well developers can work when they're giving funds and they're actually... I just, I just want to throw some numbers out there. <laughs> Go Granted, Hogwarts Legacy would have sold more if there wasn't all that boycotting and 
you know, right, right. Tom Foolery going on. Um, ten million copies. It, for, wait, 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 wait. Just because, just to get to what Avery is is thinking. If J.K. Rowling like didn't have her stance, like wasn't a jackass. Yeah, like if if she didn't have her stance, uh, I think the game sold astronomically. I think it selling this astronomically with the level of fervor the game had against it. I honestly think that the quote unquote boycotts did anything to the game. You don't think True. it would still match Zelda? But well, I uh, I don't know about matching Zelda, but I think it would like for example Avery, you would have bought the game. Yes, I would have probably bought the game day one at launch, but I do think that if I'm being realistic, I am part of a very vocal minority. Yeah. And that actually held to my principles in terms of video game purchases. And I do not think, based on my general uh, landscape of the video game audience, and especially the wider video game audience, it's not permanently online, that there would have been any substantial uh, change to those numbers. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, so, you know, this is just, this is, this is amazing. But at the same time, it's kind of expected for this AAA game coming from Nintendo. But I think the biggest thing is that um, for the development of Tears of the Kingdom, they brought Monolith in to actually help with the whole open world thing. And that was the main critique that everyone was giving um, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet mm-hmm. was how bad that game ran and just all the performance issues it had and all the bugs it had. And that, that kind of feels like a weird thing where do we really blame Nintendo for that or is it a Pokemon company game freak kind of? It's a, it's a column A, column B situation. I yeah. 100% think that the Switch is 100% holding development back, but I do think that it is a 100% game freak just not being equipped as a developer to have their ambitions meet the hardware and have their ambitions meet uh, expectations. Yeah. So, you know, props to, to um, Nintendo de- devs for yeah. getting this out. Yeah, props to de- well, uh, Zelda. What I was going to say was, uh, so they sold 10 million copies. That's about $700 million in three days. Is it 10 million copies or just $10 million? It's just it was- 10 million units. Oh, okay. Yes, you're right. You're, you're, okay. Which is in, uh, it's about $70, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is the first seventy-dollar game. Now, granted, this other title was multi-platform, but just to give you a something to compare it to, GTA Five sold eight hundred million in its first day, and one billion in the first three days. So when GTA Six come out, yeah, yeah, no, you're you're right. Like that's just that's like apples and steak. Like it's. It's gonna be insane. Like GTA Six is gonna be insane. I like, think that's, that's gonna, gonna be, be newsworthy when it comes out. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I even think that like Zelda is probably gonna end up being newsworthy. Like, give it a couple months or so. Like, this is I don't really see Zelda hitting thing. mainstream news the same way GTA will. Well, yes, I I agree in that. Just for the fact that GTA has a special relationship with the news in terms of its violence and like carjacking and all that stuff. But yeah. Anyways, this is this is all great. Like, bravo to them for making a game that I didn't really like the first one. I didn't ever drive with Breath of the Wild, but playing this, like, I'm completely in like lockstep. So yeah, Avery, what is the next thing? That's your problem. You should have been jiving. You should have been chucking. Go ahead, Avery. <laughs> what? None. No, he's on. Okay. <laughs> Avery's like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. So our next story is a. Uh, part, uh, let's say, 27 of the ongoing Microsoft 
and Activision Blizzard affair. Uh, we've got a couple of stories involving this. I'll try and keep my quote-unquote bias about how I feel about this out of this story. We'll see. Anyway, our first story is from Rebecca Valentine. It is uh, from IGN. China approves Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard. It's also coming in tandem with this story from Tom Ivan from VGC. The European Commission has cleared Microsoft Activision active, wow, acquisition of Activision Blizzard. So yeah, so uh, EU and China are two major markets that have approved of uh, the thing. So uh, big win for the Microsoft team and all they're working for. I'm interested more in the China, uh, well, there are a couple of wrinkles to this, but I'm very interested in the China merger in that Activision Blizzard recently had a very vocal breakup with China and the Chinese market. So I'm wondering how this is all going to figure in with now Microsoft taking control, if and when it takes control. Uh, and then the right when the EU uh, popped off and said, hey, we're approving it, the UK pretty much said, yeah, uh, we don't agree with the EU and we're still rolling very hard on us blocking this. So this is very much a thing where this is not going to be a thing where the UK is going to be forced into accepting this deal because everyone else is accepting it. This is very much a thing where the UK is going, I Microsoft's going to have to pour all their money into appealing our decision. Hmm. But Microsoft said they would pull out of the UK. What does it even look like? Like, would, would Call of Duty Activision. be... No, wait, clarify. Activision, quote unquote, threatened that we will pull out of the UK if they interfere with this deal. Microsoft has had no uh, opinion on it. Has made no opinions on anything beyond, I believe, one of their people saying that if this thing doesn't go through, we have ways around a UK blocking of us. Sound like some blood is going to get spilled, but whatever. <laughs> we got ways around this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm just. At this point, I'm just like, okay, like just get to the end. Just imagine if uh, they pull out of the UK, wow. like would you can really hear the passion for the Xbox on this podcast right now? I was <laughs> <laughs> saying, like, I would mean, Call of Duty be black market shit over in the UK? Like, would Overwatch I mean, be black market? They would just make a like a clone, like that. The Bobby's the Bobby's busting your house because you're playing Call of Duty. Boy, <laughs> yeah, mate, specifically, you got to end it. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, I don't think, how would I say this? Because of the way I think the world markets work, I don't necessarily think Microsoft could get away with, I right, here's a not made by us Call of Duty that we're going to release in the UK that's going to be on Game Pass and everything like that. I, I fundamentally think they're going to have to do more creative things. This isn't China where they have such a closed ecosystem that they can just straight up get away with stealing other intellectual properties and just no one can really do anything about this. Yeah. This is very much a thing where the UK uh, market is so entrenched with every other market around it, especially the EU, even though the Brexit thing broke them apart, that this is going to be a more complex situation. There is, uh, I think, a situation where they can just get away with it by just not having any of those games on Game Pass in the UK. Yeah. Because as considering that the UK as big thing has been like, hey, we don't like your cloud gaming situation and we don't like how all of this is working around it. But we'll see. We will see. All right, um, now it's my turn. Hey, how you doing? You can do us a solid by liking this video, subscribing to the channel, and the notification bell. If you do that, you will see that we are, in fact, live reacting to the PlayStation Showcase 2023. That's my title for it. There's no real title. I'm just going to, that's what it is. You know, it's a showcase for PlayStation happening this year. Boom. So we'll be live reacting. That is Wednesday, 4 p.m. 
The link will be in the description of this video that you're watching right now. So check it out. Check us out. Watch with us. It's going to say dine with us, but that doesn't work. Anyways, if you are listening, hi, how you doing? Do us a solid. Leave us a review. Five stars would be appreciated. Four stars, a little less appreciated. So let's do with the first one. Thanks. Uh, on the podcast service you're using or any other service that you're using, you know, just do multiple. We'll appreciate it. Let's do it. All right. Um, yeah, just do all that stuff. Be greatly appreciated. Um, check us out. Check out the Overwatch 2 video. It's there. It's there for your viewing pleasure. Check it out. All right. Um, yeah, Avery, let's get back into the news. Okay, cool. Speaking of Overwatch, we have a story from Tom Ivan from VGC. Blizzard has scrapped Overwatch 2's planned co-op PvE hero mode. Uh, development on the PvE experience really hasn't made the progress that we would have hoped. Is a direct quote that we got from uh, the Overwatch team. Uh, so yeah, earlier this week, there was a sort of town hall fireside chat by a, a couple members of the Overwatch team and Mr. X from the Overwatch League talking about Overwatch 2 and the future of its PvE. They pretty much said, hey, the PvE that we announced with Overwatch 2 and that we've been showing off at events and previewing multiple times is no longer in development. We have ceased making it so that the single player mode for Overwatch 2 is going to go. A lot of people are running with the uh, claims that Overwatch 2 is dead or Overwatch PvE is dead. And those are just misnomers that are just hiding the bigger facts is that everything that was announced is dead. But there still will be PvE content in Overwatch 2. To what extent, we don't really know. The fingers crossed hope is that the story and mission that they've been working on and writing will show up in the game. My however big thing is, will they show up in the game permanently? Or is this a seasonal, oh, here's that Rio de Janeiro uh, mission that we saw with Lucio and everyone that we've been seeing forever. It's going to be only available for this season of Overwatch. And then we're going to move on. Or we're just going to get more and more modes like Junket Science Revenge or the recent Star Watch, which, uh, spoiler, Star Watch is a PvE mode that was released in the last season of this game that is essentially a PvE, PvP uh, battle mode similar to sort of slightly similar to Destiny's Gambit system. And uh, it was, as far as I can tell, their first attempt at reusing the actual PvE content they were making into an actual product to sell in the live game. Uh, their big thing was that as they were building the PvE, they realized it wasn't shaping up in the way that they had, and they were also needed to focus on the PvP aspect of the game, the live service. And so they, they made the executive decision to just cancel everything. So with, with Star Watch, how, was that well-received? Like, did people like it? I didn't play it, uh, but the general sentiment that I heard from people I follow who like Overwatch was just like, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. It is what yeah. it is. Yeah. That's unfortunate, man. Yeah, continue. That was, that was my only question. Okay. Uh, we have an addendum uh, from Cat Bailey from IGN. Overwatch 2 director apologists for canceling PvE hero mode makes big promises for story missions. So this is uh, essentially in response to the fact that the Overwatch team was getting a lot of shit for this thing. Uh, so, so much that, like, even if you were giving the developers bail for like realizing how big of a task they were being asked of to make an Overwatch 2, there was absolutely no positive sentiment about this uh, thing. There was no silver lining, really. This was just a monumental L. I'm pretty sure it probably caused a lot of grief specifically for the Overwatch team. So the director, Aaron Keller, came out and was like, hey man, we're sorry to just further explain what happened with this. And also to iterate that, hey man, future story content is coming. And while we've abandoned all of our PvE mode as we saw fit, 
all those systems and things we built for that are still assets that we can use to make more cooler PvE missions for the live. Will that actually happen, though? It's like, how can you believe them? Don't ever buy content based off of promises. Well, th- there is no buying content. Overwatch 2 was a... Uh, it's all free, yeah. Game. If it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, yeah. Go ahead. I, I get what Sean's talking about. I still have a lot of faith in developers who show me stuff to be like, I, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt until you've repeatedly proven to me that, you, that I can't trust you. The Overwatch team's in a weird place in that I don't trust them, not because they've shown me they can't be trusted, but just in the, you stopped making content for 3.5 years for Overwatch 1, and then showed me Overwatch 2, telling me, hey, we're going to be building this brand new single-player experience within Overwatch, and then gave up on that for your live service game, which I stopped playing because it's like, oh, this is just Overwatch 1, except worse. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I got nothing for them. Like, I, it's... It sucks for the developers who put all this time into the PPE content to have it just not be expressed how it was supposed to be expressed. So now they're going to have to reconfigure some of this stuff to make it work for the different you know, events they have here and there. And it's just like, this would have been such like a shining moment for that game to have the PVE content and just have everyone play and have everyone enjoy it and just be like, this is, this is what a, you know, a portion of that demographic wanted. So it just sucks that it just didn't happen. And we're just left to be like, man, this, yeah. I expressed this in our, my conversation with Marcus, but the biggest disappointment of this is beyond what I thought the potential for that single player could be is that it's Halo infinited uh, overwatch. Oof. Mm. In that, what was supposed to be a big, like, redesign and shifting of the narrative of the uh, franchise and bringing in a bunch of new people is just going to fit in a space where the only people who are really playing Overwatch 2 are going to be Overwatch players. And, like, its ability to bring in new players beyond the team going above and beyond and creating brand new content that just goes viral enough to get people to jump into their free-to-play model is not there. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Moving on. Okay. Uh, Our next story is from BGC. This is from Tom Ivan. Mortal Kombat 1 DLC characters have seemingly been leaked by Amazon. So earlier this week, we got the uh, reveal of Mortal Kombat 1, which is the second reboot in the uh, uh, Mortal Kombat franchise as a whole. It plays as a direct sequel to Mortal Kombat 11. So it's an interesting state that the franchise is in if you're into that type of thing. Uh, there was a leak that revealed essentially what was going to be the entire fighting roster, which is, uh, as far as we can tell, the characters that were shown in the main trailer. So Liu Kang, well, not, well, God Liu Kang, Mortal Raiden, Kung Lao, uh, Katana, Milena, and then Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Then they announced early that Sang Sung isn't going to be a playable character so much as one of its DLC characters. Uh, and then this leak happened, and we sort of got an idea of the entire roster. As far as I can tell, that is it, unless they're hiding some big surprises, which I don't think they are, because we've got the entire DLC roadmap now leaked for it, so, like, I don't know what's going on. That being said, the big reveals is they're putting in assist characters into the game called cameos, and what this leak also reveals the list of cameo characters in the game, which also indicates that Mortal Kombat it's run into the Smash Brothers problem where, like, okay, if we put a character as a cameo, you're not going to see them as a playable fighter. And I think the biggest cameo that was revealed is uh, uh, Johnny Cage. 
So that tells you what Donnie Plage's place in this game is going to be. Uh, so yeah, the elite DLC fighters are Quan Chi, uh, Omni-Man from Invincible, Ermac, Takeda, Peacemaker, and Homelander. So, yeah. That's a pretty cool lineup, like, to see Omni-Man fight Peacemaker. I got Peace, Omni-Man uh, Homelander. whooping Homelander's ass. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, I do really enjoy the, I'm, I'm going to call it the cameo characters mm-hmm. that Mar- uh, Mortal Kombat tend to have. Like, I think they do a good job at, like, pulling, like, from different IPs. Uh, I need to clarify. Cameos versus guest characters are two separate things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Omni-Man and Homelander would be guest characters. Cameos are literally like assist characters. Right. I, I'm just using cameo and, and not the way that they're using cameo, but yeah, I should... You probably clarify that. Yeah, I do like their guest characters. I, I think they do a cool job of having, like... Like now you get to play as Omni Man. Like, who would have guessed that Omni Man would be in Mortal Kombat? He fits. He totally fits in Mortal Kombat. But I would have never think of having that be the thing. So mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Um, the trailer itself looks really cool. Like the first half is very uh, peaceful. You have people just being people and just like celebrations and cool. And then the last half is just all blood. It's all blood. A little bit of bone. It's a muscle. And I wonder if they got a therapy for the developers because I know they already had issues back on Mortal Kombat yes. 10 X, whatever yeah. you want to call it. So that that's the one thing that I mentioned in our Discord chat. It's like this stuff looks the fidelity of the viscera and the blood and the guts is completely astounding. And it's like devs had to sit there and just look at the most grotesque stuff to get references to figure out like oh, how best. Okay, well, you're broken, sir. <laughs> like, but like to sit there and have to do that for like eight hours a day, that's not normal. That's not healthy. So Sean talking about the whole therapy thing, like I really hope that uh, NetherRealm and company has those services for the developers, because if not, like, man, not good. Not good. But yeah, yeah. it looks good, though. <laughs> like, I'm interested in playing it. Yeah, I'm. I'm hopefully they have a demo because I'd, I'd like to try a demo like it's becoming a thing of having a lot of fighters between like Street Fighter maybe Tekken comes out this year and then Mortal Kombat it's just like I know for a fact that Street Fighter I'm decent Mortal Kombat I am the last Mortal Kombat I played intensively was like Mortal Kombat yeah. 3 so it's not my bag at all but yeah <laughs> I'm still interested in seeing this I, I still really enjoy the Fidelio's characters and like the different story and stuff. So Avery. Yeah. Cool beans. Our next story is from uh, IGN. This is from Rebecca Valentine. Take two's coming year includes 16 games, including a new IP from a premier studio, which has uh, prompted a breakout from IGN by Rebecca Valentine. GTA six might be coming out as soon as next year. So yeah, take two had one of their big financial calls. Uh, and they talked about how, hey, we're going to have 16 games coming out between now and next year, which is a lot of games for a third-party publisher. And uh, uh, one of them is a new IP from a premier studio. Uh, what that new IP is going to be and what studio is working on it, I don't know. Possibly it's Ken Levine's new game, Judas. I'm not sure. But uh, one of the things that was extrapolated from this whole uh, thing is that we are probably getting... GTA 6 uh, next year? Yeah. So 
the way that people are speculating GTA 6 out of this is that Take Two said that they plan on making they right now they they reached 5.3 billion and they plan on making 8 billion within the the next fiscal year uh, so two, 2024 by 2025. So people are speculating well the only way to do that is to launch a really huge game that they know is going to sell and that really huge game that they know is going to sell is GTA 6. So a lot of people are that's where they making that jump to like GTA 6 is probably coming out next year. I I would I would love that to be the case. I think everyone should be a little cautious in that they want GTA 6 to sell. So GTA 6 is going to be a huge game and that's going to take a lot of time, a lot of testing, a lot of bug fixing to make sure it's a very polished experience, as polished as they can. And I don't think that people should automatically assume or should expect GTA 6 to come out in 2024. I think everyone should wait until a trailer. Wait until years later. That's crazy. <laughs> wait until Rockstar's ready and then they'll put it out. That way, when we get the game, it doesn't disappoint anyone, you know? They're giving Zelda some time to breathe because <laughs> right? that game of the year right you up. You make your little money. You make a little money, Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But yeah, like this is because, you know, last year we had that. It was last year or earlier this year. I don't even know. Yeah. Well, time is an illusion. Yeah. In, in the short term past, there was a leak of the GTA 6 uh, footage and it had like a Bonnie and Clyde field where you can play at, I think, from the leaks, you played as a female character, but you might be able to play as a male character as well. And you can like rob like restaurants and, and convenience stores and stuff like that. So with that, like that's a really interesting system that I don't believe has been in any real game. I guess other than like uh, Payday. No, huh? no. What's the heist game? Is it Payday? Yes, yeah, Payday. Okay. Yeah. So for them to be tackling that, like that's really, really cool. And I think... That's also a revolutionary thing in the whole game industry. So that might be, I think they're fine. There's there's no cause for them to worry about making money. But yeah, it's, I would love this to be the case. I'm just being a little cautious about this whole 2024 thing and uh, take two, not explicitly saying that this is GTA six coming out. So wait and hold your horses and see what happens guys. So that's it. All right. Um, with that being done and the news being over, let us jump into what we've been playing. And Sean, you know what? You can go first. You can talk about what you've been playing. So Humanity came out. Um, it's free on PS Plus. I'm not sure how much it costs regularly, whatever. But um, this is basically a lemmings with the power of the PS5 or rather next gen systems. Um, mm mm-hmm. At any given time, you'll see a couple thousand people on the screen just moving around. Whereas Lemmings, I want to say you probably had at most 15, 20. I don't, I don't remember. It's an older game. Mm-hmm. Um, you start out basically guiding them with basic commands. You know, you can send them directions. You could tell them to jump. Um, they hit switches to like activate bridges and, you know, things like that. But uh, what I read is eventually... Your people come into opposition, so you know they're trying to stop them from getting to the goal. And past that, eventually they get weapons. So this is oh, basically yeah. Lemmings with a story. Um, and surprisingly, it got a lot of high praise from places. I want to say like a bunch of nines and eights. And I even saw one article earlier claiming that this is the best new exclusive on the PS5. I'm like, wow, that's high freaking praise. Excuse me. It's also PSVR2 compatible. 
so you can kind of get a better angle on the puzzles and whatnot. You can also make your own puzzles. But basically, you're just using a dog, a Shiba Inu, to set down commands. And they have special people on the map called goalies. And every time you say one of those, you unlock a new ability. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, How much have you played of it so far? Apparently, there's about 80 levels. I have done maybe the first, I want to say, 20 to 25. Okay. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a good amount. Well, how quickly are the tri- are the, the levels done or completed? It depends on how creative you are about okay. solving puzzles. So some shit might take you a minute or two to figure out what's going on. Others, you may have to replay the same mission because uh, once the gold people fall off the map, you know, you have to redo it. From, not necessarily from scratch. They have a... Uh, command for you to retry the level with all your like uh directions still on the ground yeah i don't know it's it's interesting i would give it a try as i always tell everyone if you got ps plus if you can try out the free games you never know what you're gonna like i believe this came out for uh the extra tier you get it free on the extra tier because i got it possibly yeah but i don't think it's free for the lower common tier wow Um, jacked up hey common is better than peasant you know what i mean I didn't say peasant. I said comment here. Hey, man. Um, it's on the PS <laughs> as well as Windows. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Got an 86% on Metacritic. I also yeah. don't want to leave you on a cliffhanger because last week I said uh, the villain in Chia eats babies. He did and does eat babies. Um, <laughs> he was sitting on his throne high up in the sky. This thing is probably like floating in there a couple hundred feet and he has like people in cages. He used telekinesis to pull a baby out of cage and eat him like he was a, a, a gumball, whatever. I don't know. It's the craziest thing. And your main character, Chia, I guess she confronts him. He says he's going to kill everybody she cares about. And he basically throws her off of his platform. And I think this dragon peacock thing, snake, ended up saving her. It's it's a lot, and then like uh, there's that's a, not how that game started. <laughs> like, the tone of this game was very misrepresented when they advertised it when they first announced it because I thought this was just gonna be a cute little, you know, girl. You're flying into objects and you get to just explore this land. No, this has a dark story. Um, yeah. <laughs> in the very beginning, her father gets kidnapped by this villain's henchman, mm-hmm. and um, I guess they're taking all the adults away to putting them in prison and. I showed DJ a clip like from the game rest. where you free your father from prison along with all the other uh, adults. And the henchman that originally came and kidnapped him flies in on his helicopter or whatever. They pull the gate closed before they could run out, flies up in the air and drops a bomb on the complex. And DJ laughed. I'm like, no, everybody died. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's horrible. The reason why I laugh is because we we have done something similar in DMZ as we're leaving. You know, we didn't have to. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do that, but he did. And then, you know, we do the same thing. And it's like, I can, I understand the villain tendencies of like, yeah, yeah you know. Follow behind me. <laughs> right? <laughs> what do you do? Seek revenge? No, um, not today. <laughs> yeah, like initially, it looked like her father survived. You know, he's coughing, taking his last breath. And then... Another character is revealed to you and your father dies right there and then. And it's just like rough. Yikes. So like you beat, have you beat the game? I am maybe about 50 to 60% through. 
how big is this game? Um, you're doing a lot of sailing unless you possess a bird. Okay. So you're doing a lot of running. Um, funny enough, it is faster to possess a rock and roll around than it is to actually run as a character. It's just the strangest thing. She got no stamina. The game itself is not long. It's more so the okay. collectibles. And um, yeah. some of the collectibles you want for like your stamina and stuff. They have stamina fruit okay. and um, other little trials to extend how long you can possess things. Are you trying to plan them in? Yes. Okay. okay. Um, there's nothing greater than possessing an explosive and shooting it into the enemy's face <laughs> and bouncing out at the same time. <laughs> next explosive. Like you can change this. This is the craziest thing. I just recently realized like there's a there's a uh, there's a trophy for possessing something, shooting it in the air and then possessing it again while it's in midair. That's so interesting. There's a lot of things you can do in this game and I am not disappointed, but man, when they very first showed us this game, you got no hint of all this yeah. darkness and violence. She was just possessing birds and coconuts and crabs right. and shit. And <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's an interesting game. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Well, um, I, as I said earlier, have been playing Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I am about probably like 12, 15 hours in or so. I really haven't been focusing on the story all that much. I've just been kind of just bumbling around. Like I spent about maybe about like five hours on the tutorial, like floating area. In terms of spoilers, I don't think I'm going to be able to spoil anything because I'm not like super deep into the game. I've just been doing stuff with the powers that I have. Uh, I will say that when you leave the tutorial area, you have Ascend, you have Recall, Ultra Hand, and Fuse. So those are the main things that I've been playing with. I absolutely love this game. And it's so weird that I'm doing this like 180 from how. I experienced Breath of the Wild and I found it to be like so just eh, I just didn't like anything about eh, I didn't like anything about it. I'm going to be fair. I didn't like anything about it. I thought it was just slow. The whole like climbing everywhere I thought it was interesting. But the fact that Link's stamina was so poor, it's just like, ugh, I, I hate this. I don't. None of this is fun. Yeah, exactly. You had to build it up. And I, I didn't I didn't really care about spending the time to do that because I just I didn't like the combat. I just wasn't having a good time with the game. So between that then and now, a bunch of time, I've spent so many hours in Genshin Impact. I am more... Uh, tolerant of that I, style of gameplay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the word. I'm more tolerant of like the open world experience than I was before. So jumping into this and just playing around with the mechanics. Like, like basically like what you were saying with Chia. Chia? Mm-hmm. Chia, right? Mm-hmm. No T. Yeah. Um, like having that creativity thing and just being like, okay, I can use these powers to like take hold of a, a, a TNT and throw it in someone's face and then like jumping out and exploding. It's just like Breath of, or Breath of the Wild. Tears of the Kingdom gives you the tools to just figure out stuff. So I was running in the open fields of Hyrule. I saw this goblin camp. Were of, you like, running three. through the six with your woes? No, well, I had woes. At, it, in a, in a matter of minutes, <laughs> but before then, I saw this uh, this camp of uh, goblins. I was like, "All right, let me do what I do." Pull out my bow, start shooting them. They saw me. They sound the alarm. 
and their whole base just like shot up into the sky and there was like this rock guardian thing under the base and i'm like bro and it had a life bar like it was a souls moment for me because i was just like this sounds interesting yeah i was like i did not expect this i thought it was just going to be the three i was going to do them collect the, the the chest and just be done no i'm here for about 15 minutes trying to beat this rock boss because it is it I'm, I'm dealing with the rock boss throwing its arms at me which are just rocks and then the the little goblins on top are throwing rocks shooting arrows and throwing like fire bombs down so it's just like a whole thing that little old me with four hearts have to deal with and i'm just you know like you could have just disengaged and came back right no nah, to find nah, another bitch I ain't no bitch, no. <laughs> so, I, it's just me dealing with the situation. And it took me about five whole minutes of combat to realize, like, wait, I have these powers. So the, the rock guardian thing throws a boulder at you. So right as it threw the boulder, I hit recall, which is the reverse time um, power. And it sent the boulder back at the the, mm. the guardian, and it like stunned him, and he like dropped to the you know to the ground. I guess he's already part of the ground, so he dropped to the ground, and I was able to climb up top and deal with the goblins up top. And then I saw like, oh, there's like this little rock thing. You hit that to do damage to it, and I think that's similar to the rock guardian things in Breath of the Wild. So I was like, oh, this is really really interesting, and then. Like that was just one experience. I had another experience where I was just again out in the wild, just minding my business. I saw this other goblin camp and I was like, you know what? You know what? I think I can take them. So I run over there. I had some I had a bomb flower attached it to an arrow, shot a bomb arrow at them. They had grouped up to like grab their weapons. I exploded them in pretty colors and fireworks. It was amazing. Mm. They didn't think that was amazing. So there was a person, there was a goblin at the top. And that dude was like, hey, I could do the same thing. That dude threw a TNT grenade thing, put me on my ass. I wasn't dead, though. I got up and he double tapped me. I was like, all right, you know what? (laughs) 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 I was like, all right, you got me. (laughs) So, like, it it is, it is my. It feels like you're discovering all new things again with Zelda, basically. Yes. Like, and it's one thing where it's like, I went into this game, like, all right, I'm going to play this. I'm going to get as far as I can and like, you know, probably bounce when Final Fantasy 16 comes out. And like now I'm at the point where all I want to do is play this game. Like right now I'm looking Sorry, at the time. Like, <laughs> she got it, too. But uh, I'm playing it. I'm playing it more than she is. But like I'm looking at the time now. I'm like, I got Gundam to play. I got to do the dailies. But after that, I'm going to jump into Zelda. And, you know, whenever you want to run DMZ, Sean, I'm, I'm good to go. But yeah, like. I'm loving this game. I recommend this game to anyone who has played Breath of the Wild, who hasn't played Breath of the Wild, who thinks, "Eh, maybe I don't know about this game. Give it a try. As long as you're willing to sit and think about solutions, you'll have a good Mm -hmm. time in this game. And apparently, Avery, uh, they have rectified the no complex dungeon thing with this game. So apparently they have more traditional dungeons in there. I know that was one of our complaints with Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I'm not even far enough to be like, yeah, that the dungeons are like you haven't played any other Zelda games, <laughs> compared to us. <laughs> that too. I mean, I played Super Smash Bros. That count, right? <laughs> the Zelda level on that don't count. 
Uh, yeah, I'm having a great time with uh with with Tears of the Kingdom. I just do it. If, okay, if I'm real, the only critique that I have is the critique that a lot of people have in that you can't remap the buttons. The only thing you can do is change your sprint and jump button, and I did that, and it helped me a bit, but it still it still gets a little cumbersome um, now and then with like figuring out what buttons to press when you're in like intense situations. But hey, man, I'm having so much fun with the game that I'm just gonna figure it out. So that's where I'm at with that game. Um, in terms of, I don't think there will be a review for Tears of the Kingdom because I don't know when I'm gonna beat the game. So you know, I might talk yeah. about it some more. But yeah. That's it. Yeah, I don't know when I'm going to get that. Yeah. It's a good time, though. Good time. All right. That has been it for Press X Starts Gamer Digest. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as you enjoyed making it. Don't forget to please like the video, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell because we need your support to keep us... It's going to say supporting, but that doesn't make any sense. To keep us going. That's what normal people would say. If you are listening, we would greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast service you are tuned in on. If you want to join in our conversation, you can by joining our Discord at pressx2start.com slash Discord. Until next time. Actually, the next time will be us live reacting to the PlayStation Showcase 2023. Again, I made the title up. I don't know if that's the official title, but it's the title I'm going with. So make sure you check that out. Again, it's also in the description. All you have to do is just click on the link. And then it's going to be like, notify me when this thing happens. You just click on notify me and it will take you nowhere, actually. But you will get a message come Wednesday at 4 p.m. when we are live and ready to go. So you can just click on that. You can watch the show with us. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. I think that's it. I got some uh, Gundam and Tears of the Kingdom to play. So thank you, Sean. Thank you, Avery. And that's it.